Hello and welcome to another edition of Back of the Grid. I'm your host, Stu, and I'm joined as always by Tom. Hello. And by Chris. Hello. Hello, how are we both doing this week? You had a nice weekend? I enjoyed testing? Yeah, I did actually. I enjoyed testing a lot. It had a bit of a... For the cricket fans out there, it had like a test match special vibe where it's just like you're <laughs> yeah. listening to kind of a... <laughs> It's like listening to a long-form podcast and there happens to be some sport happening in the background. Yeah, I guess it kind of depended what time you caught it because yeah. some of the... I mean, the 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 um, the impressions that were being done of David Croft that, that got shared over internet. Wasn't sure about that part of the test match. I think they'd got a little bit, um, bit of cabin Bored. fever at that point, hadn't they? Yeah, it got weird. It got a bit weird at that point. Um, we're here today to talk about testing and to preview the Bahrain Grand Prix, um, the first race of the 2023 Formula One season. Exciting, exciting stuff. It's an actual preview episode for the first time in goodness knows how long. It feels weird that it's that time already, especially like testing seems to have barely finished and we're there. It's preview yeah. time. Yeah. I think no messing that is around. Like the, that's the mad part this year. Like, like I'm sure last year there was like a, a week and then yeah into testing it felt like yeah i think there was didn't we do did we not do two tests still last year as well wasn't there a catalonia one yeah there was yeah there were two tests because two. i had a load of prep work to do for this evening <laughs> yeah. which i actually ended up never fully working but anyway that's a whole different i heard um i think he, i want to say it was ted kravitz like chatting on tv someone said to him oh a lot of the teams and drivers have been complaining that three days testing is not enough. And he said, well, if all the teams and drivers think it's not enough, then that sounds like it's exactly the right amount of testing. And it will make for a very interesting start to the season, which I agree yeah, with. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, back, I do agree. Back when we had like two four-day tests at uh, Barcelona before the season started, it, and they just went into the season knowing everything about their cars, and we basically already knew the running order. And I don't feel like we were anywhere close to that now, which is... Yeah, exciting as a even spectator. then even then they would say oh we haven't had enough testing like <laughs> yeah however much testing they have they will still They'll always, always be saying they want more always. testing there was a time when they were testing between every single race yeah back in the day when ferrari had luca Badoa just doing laps yeah. constantly yeah. in constantly. Purg- just never stopped. not driving <laughs> sounds awful um okay let's get into this episode so um what we're gonna we're gonna do today we've we've got a list kind of a big listicle for you, um, and we're gonna rank roughly on averages of what various journalists and tech experts in inverted commas, <laughs> if there is such a thing in Formula One outside of a Formula One team, um, and yeah, it seems to be there's like three clear packs at the moment: the slowest group, a fastest group, and a very very tight midfield that could end up in any order. Um, Chris is going to sort of take it away and take us through things. But before we do that, I do have my own little ranking system that I am going to put these teams into as we talk about <laughs> is based it, is on this, their performances in testing. Is this your little tier list that you... Yeah, um... this is my tier list. I'm going to make a okay. personal tier list and we'll go... For uh, we'll go f- I like I'll it. Take you through, I'll take you through the menus, the menu <laughs> of, 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 of my tier list. So S class, okay. like the best, the best mm-hmm. of the best. Tier one or tier S um, is uh oh. <laughs> I'm assuming uh oh as in they're gonna run away with it. They're looking incredible. Yeah. Tier two <laughs> is looking spice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tier three is midfield. 
tier four is not so midfield, and tier five is uh oh, but the bad kind. <laughs> Fair. I like it. Okay. Um. All right. Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um. So yeah, as you said, I like every everyone under the sun likes to do their list of what the order they think they're in. The usual caveat of it's only testing. We don't really know whatever, but I've kind of roughly collated them in like the general agreed on order. Um, <laughs> pretty much ever- gone through this list, and I largely do agree with it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So unfortunately, pretty much everyone agrees that the slowest car at testing was the Williams. Um, they did the ninth fastest time out of the 10 teams, which was Logan Sargent, did a 32.5, but that was on the C5, which is the fastest tyre, well, the softest tyre. Uh, they did do 439 laps, which was the second most of anyone. Um, they basically said they're in a better position this time last year, which admittedly is a pretty low bar because the car last year was <laughs> setting itself on fire. Um, they kind of just seem to have a solid base, but they're just lacking basic aero performance. It's not like there's fundamental things necessarily wrong with it. It's just like a very basic car that needs a lot of updates, I think. Um, like then again, every Williams every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year they're literally going into the season without a technical director. So is it any surprise that it's not the most technically advanced car out there? Yeah. Um, yeah, worth noting that um, Logan Sargent alone did 229 laps. He did 154 laps in a single day. He basically did like back-to-back race simulations. Only Verstappen did more laps in one day. So he's had about the best preparation you could have for a rookie season. Yeah, They're um, also, aren't they like a good second and a half faster than they were in testing last year anyway as well? Yes, they are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't, but I have seen that chart, and I think they have one of the biggest gains on where they were last year for sure. But then, that's... like when you start at such a low baseline, of course, yeah, exactly. Gains are going to be the, the margin for gain is so much huger. That is yeah. so much easier I... to achieve that gain. Gain. I think that's all you can realistically expect from them at the minute. I like, I think that it looks much better car this year already, which, like we said, is not difficult to achieve considering what it was like last year. But it looks like a something they can build on and they can work on and they can test with. And the reliability is obviously there, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was like, what, literally three race distances back-to-back at one point, wasn't it, for Logan yeah. Sargent? Or, or the equivalent much, yeah. of, depending on which circuit you're at. Like, it, it wasn't far off. Yeah, um, that's just the best day on Gran Turismo ever. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just all yeah. day long. So, I don't think it's awful. It's, no, it's, it's by by Stu's gradings. I would put it like not quite the midfield or whatever that one was. Not so yeah. midfield. Not yeah, so midfield. not so midfield. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I would. I would say so. I think. It, I, I don't think it's so midfield either. In fact, like, I I'm gonna backpedal a little bit on my agreement with Chris on on this <laughs> list. Now I look for it properly. I think um, partly because I've got five tiers and Chris has only got three, but partly because. <laughs> You want to put someone in, uh-oh. And it's not these. I think there's two teams that are going in bad uh-oh and one team that's going in good uh-oh. Two teams <laughs> are going in bad uh-oh? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And one of them's not Williams? One of them isn't Williams. Williams, for me, is not so midfield. Is that okay. well, They're, the, they're the sole occupant of not so midfield. That's interesting because I'd have... I know, I know which one I'd have put in uh-oh, as in not the good kind of uh-oh. Right. Just show, 
I think we all agree on it, and it's the next one on the list, so we might as well talk about it. And that is McLaren. Um, yeah. yeah. Eighth fastest, Norris did a 32-1 on the C3 tyre. Um, they did 312 laps, which was the least of anybody. Um, I mean, the team had already admitted pre-season that they like weren't where they wanted the car to be. Um, they've now said that they missed a lot of the aero efficiency targets they were looking for in testing. Um, they lost like tons of time to just like the wheel fairings kept breaking and they yeah. lost loads of time, something silly like that. And I've seen a few people say like, obviously McLaren struggled in testing last season and it was consistent brake problems. Whereas this year they don't seem to have one main issue. Like it kind of is harder to pin down what is wrong with them. Um, their issue is ju- their team team principles gone to... Well, that <laughs> definitely won't have helped. Right? That's, the, that's probably their biggest issue, I think. Um, they said they've got a big upgrade planned for the fourth race of the season to address the aero issues, but there's also just general balance problems. Like Norris admitted the car was basically felt the same as like that knife edge last year's car was where it's like there's a very very small window and you go either side of it and it just falls off it's... I, th- I think that was highlighted by some of the struggles piastri had getting used to it as well like mm. i mean he was the only person to spin all all the way through the the testing certainly one of the only ones yeah wasn't he? I, I, I think Bottas I mean, maybe uh, had one as well but uh, I, the, only, the only one i remember is piastri's um, but Piastri's looked like it was that kind of thing that Norris is talking about where there was a little bit of um, kind of vertical movement mid-corner and it's basically just kind of killed the aero and he's lost the rear yeah. end just like and pirouetted. Like not necessarily driver fault, but more... I mean, that's how it looked, obviously. it's There's only limited footage of it and stuff, but it looked like he just lost all mechanical grip in the mirror essentially for yeah it. it's it's Four big big, big bad auto for mclaren i think i think they'll do well to get mm. out of q1 honestly this weekend it's it's really poor and like i don't know if you saw will buxton said he saw lando norris like punching the wall on the way into his like um uh, motorhome or whatever which is you know it's like whatever he's trying to be emotion but like that it's not a thing you see lando norris doing on a regular basis, you know, like the mm. fact that he was out, outwardly showing frustration during testing is, it's it's a poor yeah. sign. Things things yeah. aren't good at McLaren. No, that's a, sad. That's a bad situation. They're going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're firmly in uh oh, the bad kind. They're in they're in uh oh, the bad kind. Big I bad uh oh. Yeah. Mm. Anything else, McLaren? Before we move on. No. Uh, no, I don't think I've any, got anything to add to that. I think you've <laughs> nailed you've nailed it, Chris. Um, thanks. And then next in the kind of looks like they're at the back group is Alpha Terry. Uh, they did set the fifth fastest time, um, albeit on the softest tire. That's sort of putting a few hero laps basically, but overall the pace isn't there. Slow speed corners in particular seem bad. Um, the team said they did like loads of setup experiments and they weren't getting the results they expected, which kind of just sounds like something is just like, there's not any correlation between like, you know, wind tunnel and CFD data and what they're seeing and on track. Reality. Yeah. And reality. Yeah. Um, they did at least do the most laps of anyone, 456 laps across the three days. So 
you know, no problems with reliability. They'll have plenty of data to try and figure out where mm. those problems came from, but yeah. don't look quick. No. Um, but I would also the, put them in uh, uh, in bad Okay, I could... I, yeah. I, I, I would have... They were borderline for me. I'd have maybe put them in um, the not... Doesn't look like midfield or whatever it was, because from the way that they've they've put it, it sounds like they just need the the car's not inherently bad. They just need to figure out the best setup for it. But that yeah. could also just be trying to plaster a canyon. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will um I will point out that the the way I'm ranking these isn't necessarily on performance. It's it's, <laughs> it's more on where they should the, be and where they the are. The situation that team is yeah. in at yeah. the moment, yeah, rather yeah. than it being okay. who's the best, who's the fastest, who's the slowest, yeah. who's going to win the championship, who isn't. Yeah. Okay, one thing I will point out about this car is in braking zones and acceleration zones of corners, the Steelies look amazing. The Steelies do look very cool, yeah. It's irrelevant when they're at speed on a straight because they just turn into a big white blur. But during, because of obviously the way that cameras work with fps when yeah. they're like coming into a braking zone or accelerating out of a corner they look awesome because you get those like little moments where it looks like the little blades are spinning backwards and they just look cool do you know what i'm impressed <laughs> not just not steel is just alloys just wheel actual, rims. actual wheels yeah actual actual, wheel actual blades like that actual alloys that look like that design i mean emily's entire take home this is someone who doesn't really follow F1 and just watches it because she sat next to me at the time. Her t- whole take home from testing was, I like those wheels. That's it. <laughs> that, oh, that, and I wish cars would actually be painted in that Flovis stuff you keep going on about. Just all the time. Because there was like, there was a shot where the entire side of the Aston Martin was bright yellow. And she's like, why is the whole car not that color? That looks cool. <laughs> so there are these two take Aston Martin's missing. <laughs> um right into kind of the midfieldish group now and this is where it gets kind of tighter and i mean we've got them in an order they could sort of be in any order really mm-hmm. um but next we've got alfa romeo um bottas did the third fastest lap of the test 130.8 again on the softest tire but again a bit of a glory run um on a tire that's not actually going to be used at the race of this circuit um, 402 laps, which was the sixth most for anyone. Um, they seem generally happy. Like the, the general words from the team was like, we're happy. The progress from last year's car is good, particularly in reliability. Like they didn't have any concerns there. <sighs> Again, they could be sort of a place or two higher, maybe even a place lower. It's going to be hard to tell, but they were where you'd expect Alfa Romeo to be, I think, for me. Yeah. I mean, it seems a pretty sturdy car overall, like just a good place for them to be starting from kind of like they were last season to be fair they started out all right and maybe just didn't develop as much as they could have so hopefully yeah this year they they can put the development in to like maintain the pay if it's where we think it is yeah the well, only, the is, only thing this, of, oh, go on. this is the thing the development last year they didn't quite have the budget last year to no do exactly a full season of development whereas apparently all the teams have met the budget cap this year so mm, all the teams are funded up to the level of the budget cap, so they should have enough. Actually, yeah, because Alpha have got the Orland sponsorship coming in now, yeah. haven't they? Which is yeah. not insignificant. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. hopefully um, they don't peak at like race three like they did last season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, look, it's like the money's there. They, there's no reason why they can't all keep developing. I think like the, but also what, what I'm wary of is the fact that yes, if they are all up to the budget cap, then what we see in the first race of the season might be what we end up with at the end of the season because everyone's spending the same amount of money. Yeah, so the order might maybe. not change. So, but then maybe it's then it's down to whoever's smartest with their money, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I think. Do you know it the biggest disappointment? The biggest disappointment for me on this car is how it looked in the flesh on the track. Yeah, I thought, I thought it looked way way worse than any. I thought the same. I just don't think it looked anywhere near as good as it did. There are some um, cars that look a lot better in daylight than studio yes. shots, but this was not one of them, sadly. This was not one of them, no. Um, one thing I just thought I'd point out about the Alpha Tower before we move too far away from it, while it's in my head, is did either of you see the thing about the driver drinks location? Nah. I saw a mention of it, but I didn't read it properly. So the driver drink pack is currently located in the bottom of the nose cone. To basically oh, yeah. bring some of that weight forward. Like I mean it only holds a liter or two, so it's not massive, but the 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 you know the what do they call it? A liter of water is like in a Formula One car, that's like weight. Well, yeah, exactly. That's it's yeah. quite it's quite heavy in the context of a Formula One car, exactly. Which is why I thought it was like interesting. But I can't remember I can't remember what you'd call it, like the you know the plastic lung thing that they fill with water to Yeah, like a camel pack type thing. The camel pack, that's yeah. The, the, the bladder or the camel pack, that's the thing I'm looking for. It's basically it's in the bottom of the nose cone and they've got the they've got the little vent similar to Ferrari, which is obviously, you know, a lot of cars have had those anyway because it bleeds through to cockpit cooling yeah, for the driver and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, keep the water but cool. It's it's obviously it's down there underneath that now. No way. Yeah. And it's apparently to help them get a little bit more like point on the front end because it but obviously it's wow. going to disappear over time so i was gonna say the, that means you can the only drawback to that is that you're gonna like get understeery but maybe that's better as you get lighter on fuel you well you're moving the much... weight balance aren't you the more you drink the yeah. more you're moving the weight balance for yeah, can you imagine but just like you... drinking it holding it in your mouth and then just put, put it back down the tube to, <laughs> they mo- to move the they, weight distribution in the average race they probably sweat more than that anyway yeah, that's yeah, true. So it's just pooling yeah. underneath them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just so it was they must be really, really far under the weight limit because there's no way no human can suck that strongly to get <laughs> the water from that area. Yeah, it must car. be like a motorized. They must have a little pump attached to it, which and pumps yeah. are heavy, so they must be really, really well under the weight to be able yeah. to do that. I, I just, yeah, I just, there's like a whole multitude of layers to it. I just thought it was really interesting. It's something that I saw Sam Collins pointing out, I think, on like a post-testing recap. Thing. Like if, yeah. if, anyone, if anyone wants to know more about it than the random memory Can't I have, just go watch the F1 YouTube channel. It's on there. That's where I've seen it. I just thought it was really interesting and a good little tidbit for anyone that's not seen it yet. Nice. Um, another interesting tidbit to do with the next team, which is Haas. Did you see about their pit wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so three man uh, pit wall. Yeah, so F1 teams that will have basically the same size pit wall. They're like seven or eight seats, I think. And Haas mm-hmm. basically like realized last season that ninety percent of the time most of those seats are empty. So this season they've built a baby pit wall that's only a three seater. And nice. they reckon in transport costs alone, it's gonna save them about a quarter of a million dollars a year. 
That's wild. madness. Just in having a baby pit wall. It's and crazy. That's, that's, that's 250,000 pounds you can put back into the car. Development. Yeah, especially for a yeah. team like Haas, who are just about making the budget cap at best. It's like real tangible gains. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. And another nice one that I learned from Sam, do you know who makes their chassis for them? The majority of it? Delara? Yeah. Yeah. They've got like an official partnership with Delara. So for those who don't Which... know, like all IndyCar chassis are Delara, Formula F- 2, Formula 3. Like they're big in the open wheel chassis game. Yeah. And mm. have won many things, but obviously they're only they're the only All the, the series, but still. Uh, okay, so just before we get too deep into Haas, I just need to tell you where I've put Alpha on my tier list. Yes, and you do. Oh yeah, in, sorry. It, that's just regular old midfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd that put them fair. in the same place for now. Cool. Uh, okay, yeah, Haas. So they're sort of six on the list. They also the sixth fastest time of the test, the thirty-one-three, which was on the C four tire. Uh, fourth most laps for anyone, 414, um, which is the big thing for Haas, really. Like after the mm-hmm. mares they've had in testing in recent years, they had just a solid test, no big issues plaguing them. They actually did, they did more laps in these three days of testing than they managed in the six days of testing last year. Wow. Which that alone speaks volumes about where they're at. Um, yeah. Again, it just looks like a solid midfield car, really. Like, doesn't seem to be any major yeah. weaknesses with it. Uh, Two strong drivers. Yeah. Hulk yeah. seemed to have just got back up to speed as quickly as you'd expect him to, given what he's done in recent years. Yeah. I, I do don't have know what them. to say about Haas, really. The, the, yeah, they've, they've quietly sort of cracked on, haven't they? Um, they are, once again, playing old midfield. They are the quintessential mm. midfield team right now, I yeah. think. What, what I do like is that they're one of the... F- few teams i've seen kind of exploiting this like weird little loophole area in the front wings the yes. with the little winglets on the inside of the end plate um and I, the only other one that i can recall seeing is mercedes yeah i think somebody else might have had a little bit of a a little bit of a fin there but nothing like nothing as purposeful as what Haas and mercedes both have yeah a little bit of that. um <laughs> So yeah, I find that interesting that they've kind of found something like that, kind of for themselves. Essentially, I think Mercedes had maybe started doing it last season. They tried to last season, season and then they never actually ran it because they didn't think it would be legal. But in the wording of this year's regs, they everyone seems to think it's legal now. Yeah, Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if if there's gains to be had there that other teams start doing it or or these two get protested quite quickly and then once that's cleared up as nope it's fine then other teams will start copying yeah but yeah like I, just, Haas... I, I like that it's Haas though that's the one of the other teams that's kind of taken the punt on something like that like yeah because seeing Haas a strong midfielder do it is like has get a lot of stick for just like oh well you buy all your bits from ferrari don't you but actually yeah. like there's some interesting bits on that car like they do have some decent uh, designs there that are coming up with some interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah they've got definitely. the cool, um, they've got the cool fin down the spine of the car. Yeah, that that yeah. is apparently just a um, a render feature. It's not in, <laughs> that'll it's never not be real. real car. It's not real. It's not real. It's just a, it's just the render, mate. <laughs> You're just imagining it. Um, midfield. Next on the list. Yeah, yeah midfield, midfield. Solid midfield. Next on the list, one of the more interesting teams in testing, I think, is Alpine. Um, Alpine put in mm. the slowest 
fastest lap of the test. Um, <laughs> slowest, 30, fastest lap. The slowest, fastest. <laughs> um, 32.7 on the C3 tyres. Um, they only did 353 laps, which is last but one. There was like tons of hype around them at the start of testing. People seemed to expect big things from them. And then, yeah, ended up the slowest of all. They they seemed to stick to like, they had a really strict program and they stuck to it and didn't deviate. Like they did loads of long runs, high fuel running. They didn't go anywhere near the softest tires. They basically stuck to the tires that are going to be run at the race this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Some people suggesting, I think they maybe had things turned down a little bit as well and they were just working on just, you know, base level I mean, performance, getting things churned. Obviously, everybody ugh. had things turned up to a point, yeah. but I don't know. They're, they're, Alpine are really tough one to read. I I, I was not impressed by what I'd seen up to this point. Um, and it's not necessarily just like a speed and pace factor. It was just the overall ride of the car looked it horrendous. It looks so stiff, doesn't it? It? Look, it looked like one of the cars last year, just like bouncing down the ends of the yeah. straights. Like it did not look comfortable to drive and it did not look fun to be taken to a break. Like the rest of the other, the, all the other cars looked like you'd be pretty comfortable in it and you'd be happy to kind of send it down a straight and, you know, go as late as possible. That thing, I just feel like you'd want to lift off 400 yards before you got to end, yeah. end it straight. And this just, is, to, just to reduce the pole poison a bit. This is on a purpose-built, I mean, admittedly a slightly bumpy one these days, but it's still a purpose-built racetrack. Like mm. imagine that running at like Baku or something. They're mm. going to be just shaking themselves to bits if they're running it that stiff stuff stuff like that where you're hitting big curbs a lot and you're hitting uneven road surface because it's a general road i would say those two sorts of scenarios are not going to suit this car if that's what the ride is like in testing and it's not just a it can't be i can't see why what you'd gain from running it like that like it just looks rigid and it looks uncomfortable and yeah i think it could be a not good sign for the, the team this is amazing because you guys you guys have just been absolutely damning towards that car and i agree it's not shown it's not i don't think they've really shown their card i don't but, think so either. no i but think there's I definitely more pace i agree with see, that i don't see what you learn by going so slow either yeah 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 <laughs> that's the other well that's what i mean like if if setting it up rigid is like some sort of like just testing only strategy, I don't see what you gain from that. Other than they're just trying to see what the ultimate extreme is for running it in that sort of capacity. There's there's another team on this list where people have made a similar suggestion. It's like if anything, like testing, if anything, is where you do turn things up and see what the yeah. limits are. It's not being like, oh, we've just turned it all down and then we'll see what, how far we can push it on a race weekend. Like, I don't know. Not yeah, sure I'd buy that I, argument I, necessarily. I think for these guys, it, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I think they are better than what they've shown in testing. Yep. Um, I hope but so. I don't think they're going to be as much better as what the hype behind yeah. them in from, from certain places suggests they might be. I think they're probably going to still be midfield. I think they might maybe be right like me. the best of these three that we've just spoken about, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Alpine. Alpine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire, which is why they are maybe in the top of midfield for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. 
Um, they've said they've got two upgrades coming in time for the first race this weekend. One is going to be, they basically said it's it's an up, you'll see it, you'll know what it is because you'll be able to see it on the car. So some kind of error update. And the other update, all they said was they are bringing a new tool to help optimize ride height, which is a really interesting Ooh, thing for them to say. Yeah, really cryptic. cryptic. I like that. It's a really new hope, suspension based on what I've seen in testing. I really hope Sam or Ted can like get to the bottom of what that is. I really want to know yeah. more about that. Can Maybe some kind of that. optical sensor or something. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and then that brings us to kind of the front pack. Um, and the first of them, maybe surprisingly, f- fourth on our list is Mercedes. <laughs> fourth on your list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> this is a my... consensus, Stu. Did you not know yeah, that? Yeah, collated list. Never been. But it's a on. collated list that me and you have had zero involvement with until this point. Which, um, all credit to Chris, he does a lot of the prep work. <laughs> If not oh, all thanks. Of it. Uh, so Mercedes was second fastest. Um, Hamilton did a thirty point six on the softest tire. They only did the seventh most laps of anyone, three hundred ninety eight. Um, there wasn't really much sign of any kind of poor poison or bouncing coming back, but Hamilton did say that the car still had some of the balance limitations of last year's car, hmm. um, which is troubling. Yeah, they lost a big chunk of time to like a hydraulic failure as well. Um, To me, it looks like they're going to kind of be where they were for a lot of last season, which is like, if anything, they're more looking over their shoulder at the midfield than looking up the road at the fastest cars, I think. Um, I think potentially a lonely mm. first few races for Mercedes because they don't look anywhere near the Ferrari Red Bull pace. They have have said that they've got some pretty big upgrades coming as well, haven't they? That's another team that said that they're already saying that they've got quite a lot to bring to this car. It's not necessarily the most optimized package based on which begs the question again, say, you know, same for a number of teams, why not just make the optimized package in the first place rather than think, but then I guess you've got to sort of, you know, you've got to get something into production. You've got to learn from what you've got before you can actually in the wind tunnel and uh, on track before you can commit to, you know your new production for your, your upgrades to these parts so i don't necessarily agree that they're going to be that far back i think they'll be probably i think they're going to be obviously i mean you haven't mentioned aston martin yet i think i think they'll be ahead of aston martin i don't i can't see it's aston being ahead i think it, it could be either way um yeah i, from, I think I, I think it's going to be more like it was towards the end of last season if anything where they're like they're snapping at the heels maybe yeah. snatching the odd sort of mm. fastest I I can see it being that, like they're sort of somewhere close to Ferrari and Red Bull, just not necessarily close enough to be outright, you know, on the podium on on raw pace from race one. Um, I agree with you, Stu, that they're probably going to be better than Aston Martin overall. However, the thing that's interesting about Aston Martin is they're kind of a little bit of a little bit of a surprise package to be where they are i think at the minute like that car is better than i thought it would be and it will give merc a serious run for its money i think yeah which we'll get so, to now, i guess so there let's are, get stew's ranking there are yes. there are a few places i could put this car based on this ranking mm. um it could go into uh oh the bad kind because it clearly <laughs> hasn't done what they wanted it to do you know they wanted no. to come probably wanted to come to testing and be 
on pace. Red Bull levels of dominance. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 if yeah. you look at the way this test went for Red Bull, and then you look at the way this test went for Mercedes, they're pretty opposite. Like for Mercedes to lose a whole afternoon of running, that's 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 bad. When when yeah. you've only got three days of testing, yeah. they've had literally what a, a chunk of time less than yep. the rest of the field. Um, but also. Uh, you can't put them midfield. You could you could put them spice because they've still finished quite high up, it, albeit on on a on a softer tire. They have finished quite high up the order on lap time, so yeah. the time is there in the car, um, and they probably don't have everything turned up. They've they've admitted that they've. They, I mean, they're one of the few teams that have said they've literally come out and said that basically that they're sandbagging anyway. Yeah. Um, so you could put them in spice, but then you could also put them in not so midfield because they're not so midfield. They're not going to be in the midfield on, on think, the bottom side of it, but they're not going to be top either. I think that's where they are for me. Like so, just above not so like in, in terms yeah. of not so midfield, the top end of midfield. So not so midfield, but not quite so spice. Like the the rear didn't look particularly planted from what I saw. I. I don't think it's going to be kind on its tires if the rear's struggling a bit. But mm. again, you never know what fuel levels. You just don't know what weights everything. they're running and no. stuff. Like they could have yeah. had it just absolutely chock full of fuel at that point. And, and to be fair, as well, on the second day, they just lost all direction with setup with the car too. So they they practically yeah. lost a day just on chasing setup. Yeah, it was so. like day one. We're confident this is going to be good. Day two, yeah. we've got a bit lost here. Then day three was like, oh, actually, we've sort of dragged it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So mixed, mixed, mixed uh, yeah. scenario yeah. for Mercedes well, to settle on to settle on an actual ranking for them. I think I I, I would still lean towards looking spice because. Based on what hey, I, sure, see, I, I don't, you do what you want. Yeah, it's my, I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's that bad. I don't think, I really don't think it's that bad for him. I think it's, I'm quite optimistic, and I do think there's a lot more pace to unlock in that car as well once we get to quali. So um, let's put it this way: they're in a much better place than they were this time last year, yeah. and they got on the podium of the first race last year. So, yeah. so <laughs> things I mean, can't you, be that with, bad. Based on that, like, that, how can you? How can they not be looking spice? If, if sure, they needed both Red Bulls to retire to do that, but you know, even so, even so, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave them in looking spice, but probably right. the, the bottom end of looking spice. Mm. Uh, which brings us on to, I think, the most interesting part of all of testing, which is Aston Martin, who, in a lot of smarter people than us's opinion looks like potentially the third fastest team right Excuse now. Excuse me, um, who said it looked like a really good car last week? Um, me, as well who, as you, thank you very much. Who also made some wild predictions about Aston Martin's season and Alonso's See, season last week? You you went and won up to me. I was going to predict they'd come fourth and then you just went ahead and like won up my prediction. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, looked, it looked before testing like it would be a good car and it looks like it might be. Um... So they only did the seventh fastest uh, time of the test, but it was on the C4 tyre, so a little harder than a lot of the rest of them. Um, only eighth in terms of total laps, but they it, it just looks like the car is doing exactly what they expect it to, and it's just mm. 
they've really been able to optimize the package very quickly. Um, yeah. It's worth noting as well that that's fastest time from Alonso. He actually made a couple of mistakes on the lap. So there is <laughs> definitely more single lap pace in that car. Yeah. Um, I think the real thing that turned head was on the last day, Alonso did like a full race simulation and he was just fast and composed. The tire deck was there. Like it looks like a really, really well put together Formula One car. Um, you know, I don't want to let the pipe train come crashing out of the station. I will still be very surprised if they are beating Mercedes on Sunday, but still it looks really good. Yeah. Tom, some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I sort of alluded to it a minute ago that I think it is a good-looking car. Uh, I think that it will kind of ruffle the feathers of, of the, the front runners a little bit. I I don't think it's like out and out as fast as stuff like the Ferrari and the Red Bull, but it's going to cause Mercedes a big headache, I think. Yeah. that mm-hmm. That's kind of where I put it, like... It's not. It's not going to be a straight. Like obviously, there were times in last season where for the Mercedes, Mercedes, it was basically if some of the front runners don't finish, we'll get a podium. That's not going to be as clear cut with that Aston Martin in the mix. Yeah. I don't think this year, um, yeah. Alonso made a wily move, and I mean, you got to imagine part <laughs> of Sebastian like Vettel's the... kicking himself. This has got to be the first time Alonso's moved to a team and they've improved. Like usually, if anything else, that that's what's <laughs> yeah. making me doubt this. Like for this to actually be real, it would mean Alonso has made a good career move, and there haven't yeah. been many of those in his time. Yeah, true. Um, so, do you want to know where I'm putting them in my ranking? Yeah, Spice. No, I'm putting them. Uh oh. Uh oh. The good kind. <laughs> kind. Uh oh for Mercedes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And also, uh oh, for everyone else, if Fernando Alonso is like running at the sharp end again, because yeah. man, that guy seemed to have come alive. Do you, do you reckon a lot of people at Aston Martin were secretly quite pleased that Alonso ended up doing the bulk of the testing for them as well? Yeah, <laughs> like, obviously, they would not be allowed to say that out loud at Aston Martin, given. Um, testing has gone very well for us. Um, it is worth <laughs> mentioning, though, like. So obviously Lance Stroll was out because of that injury he picked up, um, and Felipe Drogovic did he did two half days I think didn't he and did yeah. a really solid job for a guy who's not done a ton of F one uh, seat time he did a yeah. did a really solid job. Um, the team have confirmed that if Stroll can't do this race, it is Drogovic that will be getting the the car for the race. Um, there was rumor in the paddock for a while that. Stroll had broken both of his wrists, which was just like, that's going to rule him out for a while. There was a video, uh, no, a photograph knocking around today on the internet of him hopping on a private plane to fly to the factory, presumably to do some sim time. And he didn't look like a man who had both his wrists in casts. So yeah, maybe they've taken the motors out of the feedback for the steering wheel. For yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I'll... If it's true that he's broken at least one of his wrists, I'll be surprised if he's in the car this weekend, honestly. Um, you wouldn't even be doing sim driving. Like the, uh, yeah. Just the level of wild conjecture that flies around in Formula One is just mental. <laughs> Everyone wants to be able to say they've seen some things. That, you know, I mean, oh, everyone's... Ugh. For half boring. a day, everyone was convinced that Seb was going to be back in the car this no, weekend, I mean, and that that got nipped in the bud pretty I mean, quickly. More hope than expectation. I'd love that. that. It would be rad. I would, I would love that. Those two. <laughs> Vettel and Alonso. As teammates would have been a sight to behold. Anyway, though, um, 
yeah, things looking good for us to mine. I'm excited to see what they can achieve. Very good. Um, then the last two on the list are the least surprising of the lot. Uh, Ferrari in second, um, fourth fastest time on the C4 was a one thirty one flat. Uh, third most laps of anyone. Um, again, they don't look as quick as Red Bull. They look a lot faster than everyone else. Um, they they maybe have a very slight edge on Red Bull over a single lap, but uh, not as good on long runs, which is story of last season though. That is pretty it? much like. Leclerc banging poles and but not finishing races. Yeah, I mean, it's, Ferrari are very good at like circling the wagons and just pretending everything's great. That they are still saying they're very confident and I mean, obviously they're sandbagging because everyone's sandbagging, but they're the Formula One embodiment of the "this is this is fine" meme. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. <laughs> this this um, is the other team where people have been saying like, oh, they maybe they're like running a higher ride height during testing to avoid bouncing and they're going to like tweak it and push the limits where's the race week and like i just can't see it's anyone just doing nonsense that. like yeah, it's yeah why? why would you why yeah would why, you, would, you why do would you do that, that? what you could, what do you gain from that yeah why Nothing. would you run your car outside of its window of operation that's just nonsense at, at the like, three days you have to car? work out what it can do yeah i know i've just the spent six months say. building this perfect mechanical machine with all these aero windows and suspension windows but because it's testing and people are looking i'm just going to ride it a foot higher just just for laugh because <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want people to know what my real setup is like no yeah real yeah we're gonna run it in testing without a front wing because uh yeah. we don't want anyone to see what front we don't wing want we don't us. want anyone knowing like now nah, it's oh I we're mean, actually gonna run testing body work not actual <laughs> race development body work like we're just gonna we've got a special car just for testing and we're just gonna use yeah. that so no one knows how fast our actual car is including us they've just <laughs> bought one of those new ferrari suvs and drive that around for three days yeah, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> just like yeah just like some random actual streetcar ferrari turns up yeah um uh-huh. i mean anything else saying ferrari they're exactly where we expect them to be i think yeah bit of work to do to catch a red bull I think yeah. a little, I don't think they're as far behind Red Bull as as maybe what people some people think. Again, I, I think you know I think these top four maybe Aston Martin being the outlier. I think mm-hmm. they could be a little bit closer than what everyone thinks. I think mm. Red Bull to me don't look. We'll get to Red Bull, but yeah, for in terms of Ferrari, yeah, they're they're exactly where you'd expect them to be. They, I'd agree. Look like a it look it looks like a solid base, yeah. uh, more solid base than the Mercedes, and I, I think they're right in the mix. I do think they're in the mix. Um, my ranking for them is Spice because it's not necessarily any doesn't seem necessarily to have made any more inroads towards the lead car than it was at this time last year. If you know yeah. what I mean, they look that the gap looks similar. They're certainly a lot closer than they were for the back half of last season, anyway. Well, so yeah, I mean, they've closed back. the gap back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. 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 T- testing wise, they looked ahead, didn't they? Last, like this time last year, they looked faster. So mm-hmm. they've technically yeah. lost ground in that I sense. So but they still in that sense, spice, yeah, though. they still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No it still looks a good car. Still looks a good car. Um, and then top of the pile, obviously, is Red Bull. They did the fastest time of anyone at thirty point three on the C four tires, so not even the fastest tire. Uh, only the fifth most laps of anyone, but I mean, there were no real major issues from what was seen. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? It was just, I, I don't think I could have asked for much more. It was just 
a very solid test. The car just looked fast out of the box. Um, obviously, we've now seen what the car looks like, which we hadn't done until this point. It is very much an evolution of last year's car. More or less the same. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't but, fix it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think, like, a yeah. lot of the developments on that car have probably come from places that you can't see. Like, weight was a big issue for them yeah. this time last year. And as the year went on, it got lighter and lighter and lighter and gave Verstappen much, much more front end, which is the, what he likes. So, I think all the real development in that car isn't necessarily... hasn't Obviously, there's refinements happened in the wind tunnel you can see that you can see that there are Mm -hmm. small refinements and there's there is a difference but it's not a yeah it's not a revolution it's very much evolution over revolution isn't it yeah for sure yeah um the thing that still baffles me with red bull is the way they split up the driving time pretty much every other team just did half every day was half the day one driver half day the other driver Red Bull gave Verstappen the entire first day. Then Perez did the next morning, Verstappen did the afternoon, and Perez did the entirety of the final day, which just felt like the first day of testing is very much, for the most part, the driver just goes out and puts laps in so the engineers can look at some data and make sure everything's Mm -hmm. fine. And to have your reigning world champion driver doing the entire first day of that just seemed really weird. I think the car is so similar to last year's in so many ways that they knew the characteristics of it were going to be largely yeah. the same. So they wanted to make they wanted to give him a load of seat time to begin with to make sure that was the case. This is this is yeah. wild conjecture again. I've just complained about everyone on the internet being wild. <laughs> yeah, but yours at least yours is like doing it. at least yours is sort of somewhat relevant. Conjecture. Yeah. So so <laughs> so yeah. So it, it, I think probably they're trying to make sure that that baseline is like where he needs it. And then yeah. and dial they, in with Perez over time. Worried. Yeah. Perez, they can sort of like continue that, I guess. Do they, do they yeah. like a similar kind of car? Maybe? I don't know. But like, Look, it, yeah. it kind of, we, seems we know, strange. I'm trying to explain it and it does, it still seems strange. No, but, but you're right. Like the, the one thing that we know about Red Bull is they build a car for Max Verstappen. Yeah. What's the point in Perez getting in it for a day and a half, two days, for then Max to get in it for the last one and go, what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. stick stick the driver you built the car for in the yeah, car and go, is it all good, Max? And he goes, yep, it's fine. I'm going home for the last two days. And then Perez will be like, cool, bang some laps in. Hmm. And Perez is clearly happy with it. Like you say, in the times he's set. Like, like you say, they've not changed much, but the person that it's important for in Red Bull's eyes is Max. Let's let's face it. That's just how yeah. Red Bull oh, roll. Yeah. So, yeah, well, why not just check that he's happy with it first? Interesting note as well. The first day of testing, not only was Verstappen the fastest out there, he did 157 laps on the first day of testing. It's a ridiculous mm. amount of yeah, driving, and he I just mean, like if if nothing else, as a statement of like, I'm here and I'm fit than ever and operating at like as high yeah. a level as you all fear that I am. Like. Do you know what else is... It's going to be very hard to beat. Along those sort of lines, I think what else is interesting is, like, when you think about what, like, you can dislike Max Verstappen sort of generally as a person or, like, him not be your driver, whatever. It doesn't matter. But one thing that you've got to kind of respect and, um, I guess, like, understand about him is he wants to be behind that wheel constantly. Yeah. Like, think about how much stuff he's constantly doing 
during the off season and and when he's not like if he's not behind the wheel of a real vehicle he's just pounding out sim laps in sim like he is constantly driving something virtual he's... or real and I, I can i can just imagine it that he was itching that much to get back in the oh, car yeah. he wanted to be first it like and he went and did 150 laps like you say like the guy was just kind of itching to do it i think as well and I, i've got a lot of respect for that a lot of respect the, for that. the guy has literally had a racing sim installed in his private plane so he can do sim racing wow. while he's in I, the air between things like i did not know that yeah, yeah it's he, true i think he I, I lives think to be driving stuff it's a bit much but yeah, he exists yeah. to drive fast <laughs> basically that's just funny what what must be really like horrible about that though is like when the motion of the plane does not yes. meet what yeah. you, you know like when you get vr sickness like i tried to play um some of the rally games in vr and i had to keep taking breaks because obviously the car's up and down and i'm like perfectly yeah. still and it just messes with my head imagine what that's like doing something new, like that on a plane <laughs> the new playstation side note on a new the new playstation vr with gran turismo is supposed to be absolutely insane the, like the only time like you fall out of it is when you pull the brakes and you doesn't throw you forward and you're like oh no i am yeah i'm i'm, I'm yeah. not in real life <laughs> so yeah. that episode of rick and morty i'm not in real you... life <laughs> what's the name of the game that morty plays in that episode of rick and morty oh like, is it like life of bob or something yeah, the thing where they keep getting stuck in well it lived yeah it's, and he, get, he takes it, the helmet off and he goes i'm you're Rick. I'm Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they um, keep trying to get him out of the game. I love it. I'm being corrected in the chat. Apparently, the sim rig on the plane story was just misinterpreted comments, and it's actually in a bus, not on a plane, which is still ludicrous, but not quite as ludicrous. In a bus? <laughs> how do you even. F how big is the bus? I'm surprised he's not driving the bus. Is it just like a. It must just be like a one of those fold up play seats and. I guess, well, I guess it's, if it's on a coach, nah, it's or probably like a proper. We're, anyway. we're also being corrected Ugh. in chat. It's called Roy. The game is Roy. Roy, that was it. Roy, your life Bob. well lived. Yeah. yeah. Right. Should we? Oh, um... in the motorhome. Oh, I see. Right. Anyway, yeah, we should carry on. <laughs> Shall we, for the first time this season, make some predictions? Oh, how ill I mean, prepared do you feel for this? That's. I don't that's feel ill how... prepared at all. I think I know exactly what my predictions are going to be. I mean, I know what they're the going to be, part. but. I'm not necessarily that sure that it'll come good, but we'll see. Um, Who's going first? Charge, do, you, do you want me to to steer us through it? Yeah, Let's steer the ship. Section. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run by what this is because newer listeners yeah. will be like, "What on earth are they talking about?" So every race we go through predicting five aspects of the weekend. So we go for who will be the fastest person in Q3 of qualifying. Who will win the race? Who will be the first DNF? How many cars will finish the race? And then we have to guess the position of a random driver, which we'll draw in a moment. This is all fun, and you can get involved by heading to backofthegrid.com. You can register. You can sign in back into your old account if you used to play with us in a previous season. And then, yeah, you'll be able to submit your own predictions. Um, and then they lock at the, at the start of Q1, so just as qualifying starts. And then, we, yeah, we we sort of mark everybody's submissions at the end of the weekend, and you gain points. Points mean prizes. It's it's all good. And we stupidly do it like a week before the event, pretty much on yeah. Monday night. Um, handicap ourselves. And we yeah we we like to claim it's a handicap, but 
I mean, I just don't think we're very good at it. We've we've been superseded in our own game, but that's fine. That's hmm. fine. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll go through hours and give you inspiration of what not to do. So Chris, I'm coming to you first. Oh, no. I, just <laughs> um, I, I knew you'd not like that. Fastest in... Oh, we should probably make that clear as well that this prediction is not for pole position. It is for the fastest in Q3. We don't bother with any of the penalties and grid shuffling. Yes, this is, this is this just... is always pre-penalty. So it's about the fastest time in Q3. And I am going to take a punt on Charles Leclerc. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope um for that Ferrari one lap pace. Okay, Stu, what about you? I'm playing to win this year. <laughs> it's Verstappen. Of course it's Verstappen. I'd love you to have said Logan Sargent after that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Stu with the way it's looked in testing up to now and not even feeling like full pace. I'm going to go with a Red Bull in Verstappen. Why has that well, gone green? That's me one point <laughs> behind already, isn't it? <laughs> right, when, um, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to say Verstappen as well straight away. I think the okay. pace of that car and the, the bulletproofness of that car, if that's a phrase, then if he gets pole, he's won. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can't not say Verstappen, unfortunately. Okay, this is going to be really boring this week because I'm I'm with Stu <laughs> on on that side of things. This is where things can get like a little bit interesting, though. First DNF. Um, I'll go first since now it's my turn to do that, and I'm going to go. Ooh, I'm going to go with Piastri. Ah, <sighs> uh, I I just. McLaren's not looking good. New driver, new team, all that jazz. Yeah, I'm I'm going Piastri. Sorry, and I'm wearing a McLaren hat, so you can't say I'm anti McLaren. I was going to comment on your McLaren hat. I like the look of that. Thanks, Chris. Chris, do you want to go next? I mean, all you can really go for this point is who had the least reliable testing. So I guess I'll go for the other McLaren and say Norris. <laughs> oh. Grim. Stu, I feel like you wanted Piastri with your reaction to the win. I did kind of want Piastri, but I also kind of want Norris. Oh, You can still have one of them. Who who else? Who did the least number of laps after? Um, So McLaren were worse than it was Alpine, Alpine, I believe, followed by Alfa Alfa Romeo. Oh, Alfa Romeo. I thought Alfa Romeo were okay. No, no, you're right. Alfa Romeo did right. It was Alfa Tarius. Alpine, I'm going to say Gasly. Okay. I nearly went for one of them. Okay. New boy in the new team. Interesting. Okay. Number of finishers. Chris, you can go first on this one. Ooh, um... Let's go for Old Faithful 17, shall we? Yeah, I, I can't see us getting many DNFs. Um, I was going to go exactly the same, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going Old Faithful 17 as well. Stu? 18, please. 18. I was debating it, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking 17. It's it, it works more often than not, I think. <laughs> okay, Chris, first time in the season. Draw a random driver. All 20 are in there. Our first random driver is Esteban Ocon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this great. is the hardest oh, of the whole season. This There's is no, like, 
no especially an Alpine. Yeah, yeah, but oh, he's, he's hard when he's a driver like that. Like, at least if it's sort of Max or Leclerc or someone like that, you can kind of go somewhere near the front and be okay. This is just a eighth. I've done it. There you go, eighth. I'm going to go right in the middle and say tenth. Chris? Um, bear me one second. Also, Chris, oh, I'm amazed statistical at how prepared, analysis. You, how prepared you were for that for the random driver I was expecting you to be like oh I'll oh. just get I'll just do all my little jobs that I need <laughs> to I do. definitely was wasn't preparing the document as we were about to set up to record <laughs> he was definitely um, doing that as we were setting up <laughs> I was going to be really clever and look at where Ocon's lap times from testing landed in the list and pick that he had the slowest <laughs> lap of anyone so I'm not going to do that 20th <laughs> um, I'll go between you guys and say ninth. okay oh there's, there's some that's some good Good prediction. I think that's a good set of predictions considering where we're at in the season. (laughs) So, yeah, as I said before, if you're interested in getting involved in this, head to backofthegrid.com, get registered. Predictions will be open from by the time you're hearing this, once the episode goes out. If you're in Discord, no, wait a bit. I'm not And if you're smart, wait until after practice before you get any predictions. Worth saying as well. Go on. We might be about to say the same thing, but we will know by the time practice rolls around whether it's going to be Stroll or Drogovic in the car. Yeah. Um, so on the and off chance, Drugovich. somebody wants to pick Stroll in the next couple of days before they announce that. So I will I will put something out there for everyone involved. As those who played last season know, at some way through the season, I implemented a option to reset your predictions kind of based on similar situation to this with drivers getting replaced, but also just the fact that sometimes you might get to practice and, you know, someone might not be doing what you want. So you want to kind of hit the reset button and and resubmit. That still exists. But in these situations, what we will always do is if you've picked Stroll and Stroll gets replaced, Drogovic is like, or whoever it is, it should be Drogovic, but it will always be automatically replaced by their sub-driver, essentially. So you can go hit the reset button and I'll get him in the list and you can actually pick the guy directly. Otherwise, Stroll will kind of be automatically subbed out. So pick what you want if if that's where you're going. If that's where you're going for first DNF, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Shall we do the news? (laughs) Let's do some news. Let's do a bit of news. Oh, there isn't a jingle for news. <laughs> <It's just Yeah. laughs> I was going to say, why are, you, why are you looking at me? There is no jingle for this bit. <laughs> like, well, um, Chris did the news as well. <laughs> I'll do the news. <laughs> do you want to take us through the news? I'll do the news. Um, the first one is, are Alpha Terry going to cease to exist? Um, so German website, and I think magazine, Automotor und Sport, who are a pretty, pretty like big deal. Wow. They are normally yeah. pretty switched on. They've reported that so Red Bull have got a new head of sport, a guy called Oliver Mintzlaff, and they are saying that under his command, Alpha Terry basically might be told to either move to England to cut their costs or they're going to sell them off. Um, they say the reason is because Red Bull Racing now earns more money than they can spend under the cost cap, it actually costs Red Bull more to run Alpha Terry than it does to run Red Bull Racing, which is crazy. Um, particularly when Alpha Terry finishing like solo in the championship the last couple of years. Oh. Um, 
So they what, couldn't you mean have the, had all the Alpha Tauri clothes that they're selling at, covering the costs of the Formula One. Yeah, because you see people walking around wearing them all the time. Don't you? Strange. Um, Yuki Tsunoda right. is always wearing Alpha Tauri clothes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's one of their only customers. <laughs> um, I mean, Gasly was one of the only customers until he did one. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so they're based in t- the team's headquarters in Italy, but their aero team is in England. And obviously, they get their powertrains from Red Bull, who are also in England. So potentially, they're going to move the whole team to England all in one place to cut some costs. The other option is that they sell the team. They've uh, AMS said that it would likely be up for sale for about $700 million and that there's already three potentially interested parties. I would speculate that Andretti Cadillac may be one of those three parties because that would be a much easier way for them into the sport. Long way from the 200,000 they were hoping to pay to enter Formula 1. No, it's 200 yeah. million, wasn't it? 200 million, sorry. 200 yeah. million. It's still a long way away from it. Still a long way from it. And they're also talking about upping that to 600 million soon, but that's yeah, I know. that'll be a story for next week, probably. Uh, yeah, there's, I think <laughs> this is factoring into that somewhat, but yeah, go on. Um, Red Bull have released a statement to say they have no plans to change the current setup, which says just enough to be open-ended, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, I guess to kind of discuss this, we'll dip into the inbox from Kilowog who asked, hey man, what do you make of Red Bull's ultimatum to Alpha Terry about cost and location? Is it more likely they move to England or get sold? I don't know what's more likely, but what I do know is that I've never liked that Red Bull have got a second team on the Formula One grid. It seems a bit more so, I think now than ever, it seems a bit strange and a bit sort of, not it's just i think it's a bit cheeky for them to be able to run two teams and have drivers that are basically you know marching to the beat of red bull which is what they are doing we saw that in qatar in 2021 where gasly was like didn't well was just holding up hamilton for Mm. yeah and then just told to get out of max's way basically max's way yeah so um yeah i think for that reason like it, it just seems crazy that one team can effectively have two teams. Um, I know what you mean. Like, like I, I, I do agree with you. I think the F1 grid would be a healthier place if that 10th team was owned by someone else entirely. Yeah. At the same time, I've got huge respect for the work that that team has done for bringing drivers onto the Formula One grid. Like, you look at the list of names that have come through that team. It is a very impressive list. Yeah. So like, Vettel. yeah, like Vettel, Verstappen. Um, I mean, lots of other drivers called Sebastian because that's all they seem to have at the time. Buemi, Gasly, Buemi. Yeah, um, yeah, loads of really successful drivers have come through that team, and Kvyat. <laughs> and also Kvyat. Um, <laughs> the little smirk as you said that. Just, but just yeah, kids. it is like, like you say, they are. It's literally one. One organization owns two teams and can dictate mm. both things. And like their drivers, I mean, obviously not so much Verstappen, but I know a lot of their drivers are employed by Red Bull, not by either team, which is why yeah. the likes of um, Gasly and Kvyat could just be moved between because it was just mm-hmm. yeah in their contracts. And then like it, it's like, how does that affect the racing? Because then that's like, well, I don't want to upset the, the big team. I better get out of their way. Yeah. So basically the Red Bull have... have two less opponents on the grid than literally every other car, yeah. right? Every other team. Mm-hmm. 
there's like there's been rumblings around whether Red Bull want to carry on with this second team for quite a while now, and this is like the most substantive story there's been. So I do think that team are maybe like in their sunset years. I don't think they're necessarily about to be sold tomorrow, but have, have Honda been banded around as potential taking it over as a, um, a Honda a works team? I've seen it mentioned. But then, like, the next day, it'll be like, oh, no, we're not interested. And then the day after that, like, oh, actually, we're going to buy Red Bull. The only thing I was thinking is... uh, Well, I mean, this show is pretty much named after Minardi. (laughs) That was the philosophy when we started. We'll always be there. We'll just just probably be the worst of the bunch. (laughs) 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 Um, No, I think that, like... There's probably scope for someone like a Honda or whatever to turn it into like a full works team, which would be kind of cool. There's, I'd like for it to stay in Italy. I don't know how feasible that is because unless you've got the facilities Ferrari have, it's difficult to be that far away from like the rest of the hub. Yeah. Um. Although, I mean, Haas, Haas is really weird. Though. I would say Haas manage, but like Haas have got some stuff in Carolina or wherever it is. Then they've got Delara making a chassis and components in Italy and then they've got engines being manufactured in the UK I think or been the, aero, in the, UK. the aero department's in the UK for AlphaTauri as well no sorry I was on about Haas there oh, no Haas, 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 got... Haas, Haas are like in America Italy and the UK for different bits of the car which is mad in my two opinion. places in Italy actually because obviously there's, there's a lot of chassis and then they've also there's basically a corner of the Ferrari factory that is yeah Hass yeah. as well. So but then does that the not place. make sense? Because it means you can have people working twenty four seven, so no one has to go home. <laughs> I, I, I guess. But, but if, if you're working on different bits, then, what does the difference yeah. does it make? Yeah. 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 If you're working on a physical thing, though. <laughs> can you, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, okay, we're just. I'm finishing my shift at eight pm here in Italy, so I'm just gonna ship this front wing <laughs> across <laughs> to America for someone in Carolina to pick up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be tough. Yeah, Wait, um, it's yeah, it's plausible. I don't think plausible. it's financially very, yeah. very good in a cost cap era. Though. <laughs> ultimately, though, ultimately, I think back to Alpha Tauri, I'd, I'd prefer to see them get bought by an, another manufacturer. Like, I yeah, if, I'd, I'd I definitely Porsche, prefer a manufacturer team. I wonder if is it it's Porsche, isn't it, who don't actually have a way into Formula One yet? They yeah, they're originally talking about Red Bull, but they. So I would not, I think for me with those talks falling apart, I wonder if Red Bull have been like, well, you can have, you can have our second team. (laughs) Well, I mean, "Hmm, maybe we will. I guess when you think about it, there is, there's, if you wanted to keep the Italian heritage of the team that is there, there's like Lamborghini, Ducati, they're both in VW group, which is Porsche and so on. So there's like there's ways for them to keep it Italian if they wanted to, yeah, I, and I it's not really the first time we've that, seen. I, I I mean I like I like that element of it. I do like that at Toro Rosso Minardi as, as it's been over the years. Like it's kind of still run out of the same garage in in Italy. Like yeah, it's been there for so long, and I'd part of me would like hate to lose that if that if would be Red a shame. Bull. Yeah, and I I, think... I I like that, but. I mean, if it's not logistically sound. Yeah, the priority for me, when whenever anything like this is happening, is just make sure we don't lose a team. Off yeah, the yeah, yeah. Top top tier priority is let's not lose the team. Hundred percent agreed. But then, like my my second priority would be 
you know, try and keep the heritage of it if we can. Yeah, I'm, I I'm just not, not. I I don't. I, I'm not. I'm different in that regard. I, I'm just don't. I'm not sentimental about it. I would rather they. <laughs> I, I would love a big manufacturer team to buy them and turn them into like a legit proper race winning. It it depends for me because there's like a lot of people that have spent a lot of their lives working yeah, out of that yeah. particular garage in Italy that if they relocate that team completely, would probably be out of jobs because they wouldn't be able to relocate themselves that that's sort of an element of why i'd like them to to keep you where it is not not just like nostalgia i guess another possibility is that between now and 2026 ford become more interested and they sort of ford by a big enough percentage that it becomes like the ford team running red bull powertrain engines but obviously that's a few years off yet before ford are properly involved i'd be surprised to see that but it's a possibility i suppose yeah um, unlikely um, but possible. i don't think it's very likely but i mean no. i've i've been i i will have been wrong in this very episode about many <laughs> things and i'm happy to be wrong about that for me like if we're going to talk about ford like ford are just not a team that i'm interested in seeing in formula one at the moment i'd rather see Ford go to formula e they should go to Formula E and do the, yeah. the, the sport, the motorsport that doesn't mm. exist, Formula E, and do um, and do a whole sort of do a whole team, do a whole car there. Or WEC. build like whole a Mans hypercar spec for GT. Be amazing. I'd love to see that. Yeah. that but they don't cool. do they don't do internal combustion engines anymore. They only do no. That's like the problem. Things now. So. Anyway, anyway, the next bit of news is even more interesting to me. Yes, the Circuit of Catalonia have finally basically seen sense. And um, as of this year's Spanish Grand Prix, they are reverting to the pre-2007 layout, which doesn't have the horrible chicane at the end. They're just going to use the old turn 13 and 14 from back in the day. That, you know, turn 13 is going to be absolute in a formula one car maybe not but like in a gt3 car it is a mighty mighty corner it's a lift yeah they're going to be and the final corner is going to be a bigger event now that you're coming into that much more speed as well yeah stab on brakes in a formula one car it'll be a stab at brakes and then maybe even a lift actually it might be a lift, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I feel like you'd have to stab on the brakes a little bit. I don't know. Like, it's a while since I've driven the F1 game, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm intrigued to find out. I mean, you can literally just drive the old bit of track on the current F1 game if you want to anyway, so maybe one was going to go pe- You'll get a penalty for it, though. You'll get a penalty for it if you do. So it can't, can't be as bad as the one. penalties they dish out on Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> Someone brake tested me the other day and I got a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the reason they've been able to do this, basically the, the argument and the reason they put the chicane in the first place was um, for safety reasons. Um, they're going to be introducing a load of new tech pro barriers at the final two turns, which is how it's sort of got past the FIA safety standards. Um, at the same time, they're also going to be widening the runoff at turn one. They're putting in 70 meters more gravel and a 5% slope on it to improve the safety of turn one, which is... Um, I mean, so, oh, it's the, a f- so they're sloping the gravel up to yeah. decrease the speed because it's a it's a ruddy fast bit of track going to turn one of Catalonia, so good to add some safety there. And they said it, they're adding some new safety fencing around turns one and two. Not hundred percent sure what that means, but I don't think there's much fencing other than a very basic high 
year high fence like maybe they're putting yeah. something in to stop like an accident at turn one going across the runoff and then collecting cars at turn two and three maybe is the only thing i can think of yeah there. i can't yeah. I genuinely it's that long since i was there i generally can't remember what the fencing's like at turn one and two but yeah. it, it's because okay. it's Don't so far it. it's back not it's not that interesting well, <laughs> I think well, yeah, but it's, I, I'm interested in it because I'm like, well, why are they changing the runoff of turn one? What's wrong with it? In my head, like, well, why do you need to change turn one? Because they're, they're going to have such, they're going to be like absolute V max for a formula. Yeah, they're going to be hitting. They're going to be hitting before, aren't they? Much higher. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, were they already here? They might already be pretty quick. Max, going it was already a really long straight. It's a big yeah. I think yeah. this is this is the thing. Like going back to the track, like this is. Is it even worth it because they were already at top speed like a That's long way I mean. before they got to think? But yeah. then you know, like, if they can follow each other through that final corner, which they seem to think they yeah. will be able if, to at least better than they could, then if I sure. never have to see a car drive through that chicane ever again, it'll be too soon, as far as I'm concerned. The chicane so. definitely wasn't doing anything for the racing. It wasn't anything? No, it was actively making it worse. If anything, yeah. But um, I just, just don't clumsy. know if I don't know if a lift through like the second the penultimate corner and then potentially a light stab of brake or even like a lift into the final corner is going to unless they've got if they've got so much downforce that they can follow each other closely anyway through there then you will get more overtaking it'll certainly because, be a test for the new regulations that's for sure yeah yeah because it, it, it won't be traction limited on the exit so you just go in yeah so you might see loads and loads and loads of overtaking there you might see none only we'll have to wait until round seven of the i mean there's already round. none so anything's gonna be an improvement yeah. yeah um right should we finish up with some inbox yeah yes let's do a little bit of inbox hey man we should probably say up front that we had loads of questions this week about the new season of drive to survive None of us have watched it yet, so sorry we can't answer any of those questions. Yeah, we'll maybe get back to them as and when we do watch it. I think I'm and... out of touch with our audience because I'm like, <laughs> why? Why are you watching that? <laughs> a lot, a lot of people are saying this season's better than the last couple have been. So, dude, um... I don't even have Netflix anymore. I got rid of Netflix. Are you not I missing wanted much? To get, um, I wanted to get Now TV so I could watch The Last of Us. Maybe when I get Netflix back, oh. I will watch. <laughs> binge it <laughs> anyway who's going first should you do it on the first one go on then um chapunster says, your old friend hey man silly fun question to celebrate the return of on track f1 if there were a surprise return to a road car support race reaching the f1 grid drivers for this season think bmw pro car which modern car would you put the drivers in? Oh, oh modern. Like, oh, a modern car. Something slow. Yeah, it has to be something. Something really, some, like a momentum something re- car. Something really pedestrian in like, terms of what they're used to. I would to. put them all in Mark 1 MX-5s. I, no, you know, I was literally about to say, let's just take them back to the basics of iRacing and put them all in MX-5s. I was thinking that, but he said modern car, which is where I'm uh, struggling. Oh, sorry. That's, well, it's a modern I mean, car. I mean, it still exists. It still exists. We'll totally. have two rounds. Round one will be in the Mark 1 MX-5. <gasps> what about... MA5DA championship. Uh, what about GR86s? 
That would be a good laugh. I was going to say that, but then everyone knows that I used to have one, so it would have been too Doesn't matter. on the nose. I, to, I said so. it. You didn't say it. I said I it. I mean, that can be round two. And then let's have a fast one. Let's have a really fast car that they could all have. Oh, um, I don't know. Some, something like the old era of C63. And, oh, you're going hypercar. I was thinking like just ridiculous saloon. Oh, like mean... old era C63 or... The M3s and 4s that kind of have that sort of ilk. Like mm. something that's V8, heavy. wheel spin, heavy, just rear wheel oh, drive. What, what about a Volvo? What machine? about a, a Volvo Estate? That's what I want to see them racing. As long as it's <laughs> the, 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 the T-Line edition or whatever they call it with the, with the nice sporty rims, then yeah. What about a Fiat, a Fiat Stilo? <laughs> Does that even still exist? No. Nah. Uh, what about five hundred? A bath five hundred. Yeah, bath five hundred. Yeah, or a Mini Cooper S, uh, a Mark II Mini Cooper S would be really good as well. Yeah, all cars that works. I <laughs> basically all, any all car cars that, I that you've owned or want. Yeah, <laughs> and then because F1 has an environmental image these days, I think they should also race in the Aura Funky Cat. Google it. I'm just gonna do a quick Google of that. Oh, go on, I'm gonna do a good Aura. Funky, funky cat. cat. Oh, oh! A, I hate this. I car. mean, a small Chinese electric hatchback. <laughs> That's what we want. It's basically somewhere yeah. between a mini and a Fiat Five Hundred. It exactly looks. It, is. it looks like it's trying to rip off the stylings of um, what's the tiny little Alpha called? Mito, Mito. Yeah. This is Google this Alpha one. Romeo Mito. However, they do a GT version of it that actually looks. Don't, don't try and cool. No, 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 no. Okay, okay I've got one more. We'll move on. Ooh, that does look kind of cool, but I've got one more. Um, a Kia. <laughs> uh, Kia N, is it? Veloster N. Uh, no, Veloster. you're the Hyundai. Hyundai the Veloster Hyundai. N. That's a great show. Veloster shout. N would be a good car to do. Yeah. Anyway, that's a right. We've we've wasted a lot of time on this one. Way off. I mean, we answered it, didn't we? We did answer it. More than answered that. (laughs) We were very we were very enthusiastic about the Pumsters question. Yeah. So it's all good. Um, Jose says, "Hey man, how much do you think sponsorships are um, a sign of health in a team? Has to survive through essentially no sponsors, but at the same time, the lack of sponsors on the Williams cars is concerning to a lot of people." Do sponsors at the end of the day make that big of a difference to the success of a team? McLaren has a billion of them and are coming with, in with an F3 car <laughs> this year. <laughs> I think sponsors say more about the health of F1 as a whole than they do about mm. specific yeah. teams because each team's got its own sort of financial setup where, you know, it seems like Williams has got a got Dolington Capital, who are a big investment firm, who have just decided that they're going to be they're going to fund that team. So you don't need much more input from anywhere else. Um, But then you do have teams like McLaren who are getting more of their income through sponsorship and through selling McLaren cars themselves. And there's only so much money you can take out of the actual manufacturer to put into the F1 team when you're that kind of sports car manufacturer. So some of them need it, others need it less. Um, But uh, Mm. it can't hurt. But definitely seeing lots of cars with more sponsors seeing cars able to get sponsored says more to me about the health of f1 and the perception of f1 in the wider world than it does about specific teams i think on an individual team boat basis it's more of a 
quality over quantity thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. like think of the Alpine, like BWT takes up about 40% of the car space. Can you name another yeah. sponsor on the Alpine off the top of your head? Yeah. Like, can I you even can't. name what BWT mean? I know what it means, but do you know what BWT? I think you guys probably do know. Something now. water, Bavarian, something. Bavarian best, water, something, isn't it? Best water technology. Oh, that's that's terrible. I thought it was Bavarian. Cause I, I see why they abbreviated it. Yeah. I think they're, they are German, aren't they? They're from that part of I the world. I don't think they are. I think they're, oh, maybe they're not from there. Middle East, I think, maybe. Oh, I always but thought they were German. I don't, don't know, know why I for sure, that. though. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's because they always seem to sponsor Germans the <laughs> German series so <laughs> Renault sponsors them that doesn't shall count. I do the last, <laughs> shall I do yeah, the last question chat. yeah finally from Felipe hey man as most teams are going exposed carbon mainly for saving weight and money would you like or would it make sense for FIA to enforce teams to paint 100% of the cars so we won't end up having all cars the same with different sponsor stickers I don't mind. I think the teams can do what they want. If, but as soon as you start mandating what colour your team's car is going to be, I think that everyone just kicks off because you're overstepping the mark. It's almost as bad yeah. as telling the drivers what they can say and what they can't say. So for me, I think if they want to, if they want to all do carbon, then let them get on with it and do carbon. Like I th- as long as yes, I think there may come a point where you have to introduce some means of being able yeah. to tell the cars apart. If, if you had happen. ten bare cut. Like bare carbon teams, you'd have yeah. to step in to be like, you've got to do something to let's tell yeah, them apart, yeah, yeah. even mm-hmm. if it's only like end plates and the halo or something. But I think this whole argument that all of the cars look the same is nonsense. And I think this this whole sort of view that people are taking, there's a bit of a bandwagon going around about people. Oh, all the cars are going to look black. You're not going to tell what they do because because David I mean, Croft said it once, and it's just like, no, that's not the case. Testing, you, you, you just proved that not to be true, didn't it? Yeah, you can easily yeah. tell all the cars apart from each other. I don't, I don't think, for me, I don't think there was a thing. If you know what you're looking at, there's not a single the, car that looks the same as another car. So, ironically, the the easiest ones from what I saw to make to mistake for each other was when you saw the um, the Haas and the Alpha Terry head on. Yeah, I was about to say the same that's thing. That's nothing to do with the bare carbon. It's because they're both it's almost they're both completely white. Completely white nose cones, yeah. From head on, so, they look very similar. With red, yeah. with bits of red trim. Exactly, yeah. Like, they look very similar. And yeah, I, I, I noticed the same thing and found a subtle irony in it that everyone's complaining about the lack of paint making cars harder to tell apart. And that was the two that, like, head on coming down the track. Two of the more painted I, I had to second check. More, more often than anything else yeah. but you'll get used to i mean every year yeah, exactly there's always some exactly. like di- you know teams swap colors by accident <laughs> sometimes <laughs> or people you get the odd cars that look similar like, there was one year where the mercedes and the um uh, aston martin looked really similar from a distance so yeah it's just it is you what get, it is you get used to i it. have no mm-hmm. um real sort of hate for the teams for <laughs> how much paint they have on their cars yeah, and just to clarify before anyone tweets me, BWT are Austrian, not German. Yes, they so, are. I did. I did just check that, and I was about to say. <laughs> I, I checked. BWT. They've got they, they've got places in Germany and France as well, but yeah, yeah they, they are Austrian. They are Austrian. And numerous subsidiaries, affiliate and affiliated companies, and a global distribution network. Wow, I, I've still never seen it anywhere but a motorsport car. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like. Ben Kisser Vasa Technic is still best water technology, right? 
Probably. I mean, Vata Technic is definitely water technology. Yeah. Do you know what this sounds like to me? What? It sounds like we've reached the point where we need to wrap up. Yeah, I think we do. Oh, it's 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 my job, isn't it, to like do this because I'm supposed to be hosting today. Steer me away from trying to assess German. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, Okay, so everyone, don't forget to submit your predictions. Um, Very, very important. Get yourselves in there early, get an early lead, and you never know at the end of the season, you might win a prize. It's very important that you enter every week. <laughs> although, <laughs> nice. although you, although you can win a prize every week still, even if you don't. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. Then we're on all the socials. Um, if you've got, if you like, if you're new to the show and you like what you're hearing, please bung us a like and a subscribe. That'd be very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Grid Rival. We've got a league with Grid Rival again. I think the link to that will be in the description of the podcast. Maybe we can do that, or we can tweet it or something, so you can all of the above. find it. So it's definitely been tweeted, so it can be tweeted again. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. And um, yeah, that's it for this week. So ca- f- join us next week for the first review of the season for the Bahrain Grand Prix, and we'll catch you then. Goodbye. Can't wait. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Ben Kisser is the man's surname who invented the company, founded the company. Just for fun fact. <laughs> Shortly. Hi, right, hey, stop.